0: I am Frank, and I'm Dan. Uh, we wanted to talk to you guys really quickly before we start our show. Yeah. About Joyride. Joyride. That's uh, that's we're running a campaign right now on Joyride. Yeah. It's not about Joyride specifically. It's more about us on Joyride. Because <laughs> uh, while I like that, those guys, yeah, uh, I'm really fond of us. Yeah. And the and and we're and
1: we're very aware of the, the amount of support that, uh-huh. that we need. On a regular basis uh, in order to continue doing the show and to improve the show. And to get it
0: better. Yeah. And, and faster and yeah. stronger. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We can rebuild it. We have the technology. Uh, but we need your help. So if you're willing to, if, it's some, if this is something that means something to you, if you've enjoyed our show, we would certainly appreciate it. You can show your support uh, by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the Joyride link yeah. on the side of the page. Yeah. Uh, that'll take you to our Joyride page. Watch our little video. There's, it explains like
1: there's different levels of support. You can get like a, a ringtone for your phone. You can get you all can, sorts uh, of like
0: We'll say your name on the show. All that kind of stuff. And literally just, uh, it, it's a, it. this isn't pressure to support us at a certain level. It's wherever you're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you can choose any level you want. Uh-huh. Uh, but But we really appreciate your support and it'll help us a great deal.
1: Yeah. And And you can
0: be part of a thing.
1: Yeah, be part of a thing and uh, on to the show.
0: Hi guys! Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's thank God I'm atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank, and I am Dan. And coming up today,
1: uh, we're going to have a little interview with uh, a young woman who's uh, currently on her way out of religion. She's fresh, yeah, fresh meat. She's she's teetering, teetering on the brink of of, of on the abyss, on on
0: yeah, the brink of the abyss. Non-belief. the uh, no belief. <laughs> the, the never-ending black God, hole. God, Godlessness. The misery that is atheism.
1: <laughs> oh, or no. Non-theism. oh no, that's not true, Dan. The sad,
0: sad life that awaits all those who abandon what their absolutely terrible thing religious to say, belief. Awful. It's also inaccurate, as it turns I out. I disapprove, Dan. As it turns out, it's nice. It's uh, nice not to have to believe it. It's a relief, in. isn't it? <laughs> For me... It was so
1: nice. But those first moments are scary, and that's what we we're, were talking to her about. A yeah. Bit. A little
0: bit of that. I mean, we just—basically, just I, of- I, you know, we just wanted to talk to her because it's cool to catch someone right in that moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, she doesn't know what's going on yet. And she there, There's still plenty of for mm. her to explore, and she won't know where she's yeah. going to land or whatever, but it's cool to catch someone mm. right in that moment. And I'm sure for a lot of our listeners—
1: who are like us? It's been years. Right. It'll be just nice to hear, and for other listeners who might be, you know, kind of exploring and reaching, you know, trying to think
0: about new things, it might be nice to hear somebody who's on in the same place. Yeah, somewhere in their life, somewhere yeah. in process. I think that that's a, it's a, it's a fascinating uh, point in yes, her in, in in the in the process. Indeed. So that's that's good. Yes. Uh should we should we do stories? Let's do. Ooh.
1: Let's do, Dan. This does sound exciting. Yeah, in fact, I have one I want to start with. Oh, please do. Um eh, this is uh you know how I like to like look at what different states are up to and what they're <laughs> thinking, right? Oh yeah. I love this shit. I don't know why, but I just love it. States can't think, Frank. Oh, the people do. The people no. do. That's true. Um well there is a uh, a a movie adaptation of the uh best selling uh 50 shades of gray, sure. That's coming out. Oh, I've heard all about it. And it's just boy, it has some some uh, ruffles, ruffles feathered. <laughs> yes, it does have some ruffles feathered, which so, are the
0: worst kind of ruffles, the feathered one. I like yeah. the crinkled just, ones. Just
1: terrible, just terrible. <laughs> Um, no, the, uh, you know, the fam the American family association, um, which is based out of Tupelo, Mississippi, uh-huh. uh, is denouncing the damn thing. Right. Oh, wow. Um, it's just, it just abs, they're urging people not to see the movie. Um, it, it, you know, aside from, you know, the, the, the graphic, graphic sexual nature of the story. Oh yeah, that's being told. Um, The AFA, uh, the AFA, AFA has has said that the movie also promotes domestic violence, (laughs) (laughs) which is amazing.
0: I don't. I, I first of all, we should explain. I don't know. I haven't read the book. I don't know much about it. But my understanding is that it's about rough sex. Yeah. Yeah. Consensual rough sex Consensual is, my under- rough is my understanding. Yeah. Having never read the book, now little, I've heard people... A little bit of bondage, right? Right.
1: Playing around with some tying up right. and the BDSM. submission and dominance type all of, stuff. All of
0: that stuff. Now, yes. now, I have heard complaints that it actually crosses the line into non-consensual.
1: Oh, no. Uh, really? And I,
0: So I haven't read it. I don't know if that's the oh. case. Okay, that, but I'm okay. sure that the AFA doesn't know jack shit about no right. bondage and, and whatnot. It's
1: not domestic
0: violence. Right. Yeah. In the sense that like mutually agreed upon uh beating each other up for sexy time, that's okay. <laughs> that is not the same thing as domestic violence. If that's if that's what you like. But let me tell you something. I'm not one to judge. I'm with them. I'm with the AFA. Really because there is not a single shade of gray. Oh. That uh that, that is family friendly. Oh my god. Every single shade of gray. <sighs> well in <laughs> that in, they discuss in, in, in that book and film. Yeah. Well, in in response to this
1: whole hubbub, yeah, uh, a uh, online ticket seller, Fandango, oh yeah, uh, has they ca- has looked at some of the numbers for ticket sales, and they've calculated, um, the, because there's been a lot of pre-sales, uh-huh. right, that have been happening. They, they and they've looked at it and they they've they've used pre tickets pre ticket sales, uh, and compared that with each state's average of just ticket sales in general okay so for the movie and then just average sales okay to determine which state seems the most eager to watch the film
0: well gosh i wonder where this is going well (laughs) do you have a guess it's gonna be the south it's gonna Uh be it's gonna be like well where's alpha based in mississippi guess what
1: (laughs) Hi, Mississippi. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Mississippi is the number one most eager state to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Uh, And uh, apparently Tupelo, the headquarters (laughs) of the AFA, is the most eager city in the most eager state. Oh, pent
0: up. Pent up sexuality is the saddest of all of the things. Of
1: all the sexualities. Of all the sexualities, <laughs>
0: pent up is the worst. It's just sad.
1: Yeah, but then there's release, Dan. Ugh. And that. Yeah, but anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: but Tupelo, birthplace of the king himself. Yeah. Pent
0: up sexuality. There you go. Yeah, I've been to Tupelo. Have you? Yeah. We should have gone when we were in the South. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're fine without it. We got w-
1: w- once is enough for both of us. <laughs> we got enough. We we got enough Mississippi while we were down yeah. there. Yeah, nice we, enough place. Sure, sure, I liked that. Um, uh, Vicksburg,
0: Vicksburg. That's yeah. the one. That yeah, one. we had fantastic. fantastic. We had a lovely time in Vicksburg. Yeah. Yeah. Just briefly, brief, no, not long enough. Actually, right. Well, I don't know. I feel that brief is sort of the key for much of Mississippi. <laughs> Oh, I could have
1: spent more time in Vicksburg. Yeah, it was cute.
0: It was very cute. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I am uh, going to depress us now. Why? Uh, Well, because then we have time to recover later in the show. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, You and I discussed that we wanted to talk a little bit about... uh, Well, okay. So I'm going to talk about a hate crime. Okay. That happened. Uh, This is very clearly... This is the most clear... uh, hate crime that i've seen in a long time uh what so we're in tacoma um where a uh, a woman identified as chris uh that's all that's the only way that she wanted to be identified uh was attacked uh really viciously okay um she, uh, she, um, a man, she was looking out late at night looking for a dog that had gotten loose. Her dog had gotten loose and oh. she was out looking for him. Okay. And, uh, and a man, uh, pointed her down an alleyway saying that he had seen the dog. And when she went down there, she, he came up behind her and, uh, and said, why her, she said, uh, he ran up behind me and he said something like, why don't I sound like a boy that I look like a boy? Uh, and that's when it started. Uh, she says, he said, are you a dyke? God hates fags. And then he viciously uh, stabbed her several times. Oh, my God. Um, In the breast, jaw, forearm, and thigh with a pocket knife.
1: Oh, God.
0: Uh, he stripped her of her clothes and wrote the word dyke on her buttocks and back. Oh uh, and then ran away. Uh, so, obviously... Oh, uh god just uh, an absolutely horrific attack um the fact that he said uh god hates fags uh and and obviously i mean obviously this is this is this is the a very clear and 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 motivated hate crime yeah clearly yeah um and so i i just wanted to talk a little bit about it just because i thought it's you know this kind of this kind of attack is so May, sort of distills the hatred for gay people into, right. in, you know, in, into its purest form. Uh, and which, which is its best form. Well, <laughs> what you want is some real pure hatred. No, no, no. Strong. If, if nothing else, it points out that diluted hatred is actually better than distilled hatred because uh, <laughs> at very least it doesn't lead to stabbings. I like at least a 10 to 1 ratio <laughs> <You> do, <yeah. laughs> before I'll go anywhere
1: near it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, exactly
1: god that's terrible dan it's
0: a it's it's a horrific thing um and and uh, this was actually brought to my attention by someone on the members only in the members only lounge uh so thanks for that it's uh it's i guess i guess the point here is that um i don't know what the point is the point is don't don't stab people
1: well i mean not to just be simplistic about it but i mean this is what belief in god can lead to. And we've talked about this before and Well yeah, I mean we you know, we've, we've I mean, got all these books. It makes these, it easy to hate. It makes it easy to you know, or can
0: make it easy to right, hate. Right. You know, And this this person was probably mentally unbalanced anyway. Right. It, it almost you almost have to be to do something as awful as this. Yeah, I mean But is when you but when you offer a mentally unbalanced person a set of rules that were created yeah. in the bronze age, right. And you say this is truth. Right. You're going to breed violence. But they're good rules, Dan. These are rules to live your life by. Well, it's be- never gone wrong f- the before. The best book, Dan, ever written. The most perfectest ever, except for the Book of Mormon. Right, that's the perfect That's book. the perfect book. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and the Book of Mormon hasn't, you know, encouraged, you know. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no. Nobody... Well Mormon no, no
1: Mormons have ever been violent no that's no, that's, that's, clearly, that's never saying, yeah. clearly
0: never happened so clearly never happened clearly clearly the best of the books okay. so uh so yeah i mean uh however i think I think you have a story to tell us, and then we can sort of do a compare and contrast on this, yeah, so I think that's that's important,
1: yeah, so the story that I have um is it feels very fresh to us now by the time you're listening to this it won't feel as fresh it won't fresh. be quite as fresh um, uh the it's the, the the you know the the shooting in chapel hill right you know, that happened the the three muslims who were um all uh, shot in the head um, right. and killed clearly um, by uh craig Stephen hicks um who who turned himself in um earlier when did that happen like this morning this morning yeah we're recording on wednesday so yeah um and so you know it 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 the the thing that that caught my i i, I kept seeing this in sort of the, just different feeds that i follow hmm. um that there was a shooting in chapel hill and i didn't click on it i didn't see why to click on it um, I was busy looking for atheist-related stories. So why would I click on this story? Right. Um, and uh, and then I went over to the atheism uh, subreddit, mm. and people were starting to uh, wring their hands over the fact that he was an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, look out! We're going. We're going to be facing some trouble. Right. Um, which I don't know that that would be my immediate response to a story like this. To be thinking about "Uh uh-oh
0: we're in trouble now because an atheist misbehaved it wasn't it well it was a pretty immediate response for me was it really yeah as soon as i saw that he was an atheist i was like oh shit well well here it comes but see that's the thing in the initial headlines that
1: i saw i didn't see atheist being the thing that was being focused upon i didn't Mm. see that until i went to a place where there were atheists who were concerned about the story, who had actually read the story, and then you know, had something to say about it, <laughs> right? Um, which would have been a good thing for me to do. Anyway, um, so I, I, I guess the reason that I really wanted to talk about it is is just the fact that you know, there's there's I don't think. For me, that that's where I want to be focusing my attention is that he shared a similar worldview on certain things. Right. That's me. Well, you know, here's and that he has, because I went to his Facebook page, that he liked a lot of things on Facebook that I would like. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I think the
0: similarities kind of stop right there. Right? Well, you're... I hope. The similarities cer- certainly end before shooting three people before shooting
1: head. three muslims in the head right now a lot is being made of the fact that he's an atheist and they were muslims right um when it does seem to be that at least the police department at this point is saying that this is really about a dispute about parking right um which is disturbing <laughs> yeah.
0: um again it takes a, a disturbed person to shoot anybody right and so we've got – what we have here uh, is another case of a disturbed person. And this one doesn't seem to be ideologically uh, motivated, right. um, according to the police at this moment, uh, at the time of our recording. But the media will run with that. Well, but here's the thing. Don't you think? Well, maybe. Maybe. Uh, that's definitely a possibility. I think that's definitely
1: uh, atheist kills Muslims. I mean, yeah, Fox News. Oh, we can be guaranteed.
0: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna but be talking about that that angle all the time. However, uh, I don't know that we can that we can discount the possibility that them being Muslims was a factor. I mean, who knows? Maybe it ramped up. Uh his his you know, maybe a parking dispute between him and another atheist would not yeah. have ended in this in this fashion.
1: Yeah, so I mean these these are three young college students actually. Um wow. uh two two females and uh a male. Mm-hmm. Um and the two the two girls were sisters. He was married to one of the sisters. Right. Uh and uh and they were, you know for lack of a better way of saying it, obvious Muslims, because they were covered. Right. right? They covered yeah. their heads. The women were their, um, their hijab. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, how clearly an other, right? Yeah. If nothing else, um, it is, e- it's easier to see people who, you know, they're outwardly
0: very obvious. Yeah. I think, so uh, where we need to go with this, I, I think what's instructive here is for us to, do a couple things. First, I want to play the, do the thought experiment of what if he came out and said, this wasn't about parking. This was because they were Muslims. Right. What does that mean for atheists? Right. And I think that for me, how the way that that becomes instructive is that when we as atheists start pointing the fingers at religion and saying, you know, because this woman that I just reported on got stabbed by a clear, uh, religious zealot. Right. Uh, do we really want to hold all of Christianity or all of whatever? I mean, we're assuming this guy's Christian, but all of that person's religion accountable. And if so, doesn't that put us in the same position? Because if this guy wasn't religiously motivated, somebody will be someday. Right. There will be an atheist someday who will commit an atrocity in the name of his uh, of some sort of belief that he has. Now you can't but hold. It's kind of a tough one. It's tougher because we don't have a book yeah. that says this is the rules. Yeah, like you, we atheism is the lack of a belief. It's right. not a belief system. It's, it's hard the to do it in the it. name of atheism. I kill thee in the name of atheism. Nothing. In the in the name of I don't believe in a thing. <laughs> and now I'm going to go and act in the name of not believing in right. astrology. And right. I'm going to go act in the name of <clears throat> right. not being a fan. Of homeopathy, right? It's not so. So technically, you're right. There is a difference. However, there's a there's a sort of a, a, a vague um, perceived ethos even among atheists. There's a there's a there's a there's a belief system. Well, we do feel that's a connection.
1: I feel a connection to other atheists, right? <laughs> you know, because of some shared experience,
0: right? And you, you and know. I uh, both. And you know, I I think most atheists would feel more comfortable if there was less religion in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's that's a sort of shared belief. Um, It's not a belief system, but it's a it's a shared feeling. Mm -hmm. So if someone were acting on that and committed an atrocity, you know, we can't we can't we wouldn't want anyone to lay that at the feet of atheism. Mm -mm. Uh, So I think maybe we need to be careful about how we talk about. Uh, religiously motivated uh violence going in the other direction. I don't. That doesn't mean that they're off the hook. Right. It means we need to be careful. It means this is instructive to us. Right. Um. However, I, but I think the that you
1: how does that work with say, you know, hate crime type situation?
0: Well, I mean, I think I think we can just categorically uh uh disavow all hate crime. We can. I mean, we can. I, I. feel like it's pretty easy. This is actually very easy, which is that we can just say, uh, we don't. We don't believe in any violence toward any person in the civil society. Well, I mean, hate crime is
1: hate crime is special. Hate crime is. It is very special. I believe
0: that a, that a Christian could be hate crimed because of because oh, of their Christianity. Absolutely, absolutely. So
1: I'm a. I'm opposed. If, if you're going after somebody because of who they are or what they believe.
0: An association with a group an association with a group exactly any of that sort of thing if if th- that's hate crime that's hate crime that's a hate crime and 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 it is special and it is unique and we as a society need to condemn it in an extra way right uh it is more important it is important to, to 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 give it extra juice when we condemn hate crime yeah because a crime of passion you know if if you're you know if your wife's cheating on you and you shoot her right that's awful and it's a- unacceptable right but it's different than if your if your hatred has been if your bred structure, right? Yeah, right. And we as a society need to condemn that in a very singular way, right? So, uh, so I, I guess the TGIA so, official policy is that we condemn both of the attacks that we've talked about.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, <today. laughs> of
0: course, of course we condemn them, um, but um, I mean,
1: and, and there is it, it, who knows? We may never know exactly what was going on with him we probably i mean that's we won't ever know what's going on with him unless he comes out and says yeah no i killed him because they were muslim right and i didn't like them because they were muslim and blah 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 and muslim people don't get to park in my parking space right they called on me they had my car towed well there you go yeah because i i think that i i read the little little thing i'm not sure all the details but there was somebody posted
0: um the uh the parking policy who the website. fuck cares though? <laughs> like it's so irrelevant why he went out and shot these three people unless it's a hate crime. That's what makes it relevant. If it is about their their Muslimness, right? That's that. Yeah. That, that makes it relevant. Right. If it's about parking, there's nothing relevant about like what. Like, well, if they were parking their car on top of his car, yeah. Well, the thing it is, still
1: wouldn't he be relevant. He killed all three of them it's not like it was some anger thing he pulls
0: out his gun he start he
1: he he, yeah
0: and he wasn't each one in the head yeah he wasn't shooting for their trunk he wasn't shooting for you know he didn't pop their tires with a gun he didn't scare them in god's name he just he just killed them it's terrifying yeah anger Uh, and
1: heat of the moment i don't know that you would
0: shoot them all in the head oh my god it's just so weird it's just that's just crazy So, uh, yeah, uh, Uh, if you know someone who's, uh, who's a little, a little unbalanced, uh, calm them down. Let's all, let's all play the calm everybody down game. That's, that's our society
1: (laughs) is too heated in general. Yeah. And this guy also really liked his guns.
0: Yeah. I know
1: that gets me in trouble every time I talk about guns, but doesn't matter. He super duper liked his guns. It was. It was amongst the things that he liked on Facebook it's valid to and say he, that he maybe we should pictures con- of yeah.
0: his gun on Facebook and none of that's illegal no There's nothing that's illegal But and maybe that there should be some some laws
1: maybe, it's a handgun he posted a picture of his hand so yeah. he had a handgun I'm assuming that's what, how he killed them yeah was with his handgun one would assume yeah it's so anyway it, it, I don't want to go trudging down that road about gun control and everything but boy somebody needed
0: to control his gun. Anyway, yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, Dan, uh, what's next? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll move along. Um, do you remember a guy named George W. Bush? Rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. That that guy. Hmm. Um. There's a, there's an interesting thing that happened uh, recently. The BBC was interviewing a senior Palestinian politician. Um, about uh. Uh, Just sort of about stuff. Uh, The Israeli-Palestine Palestinian summit.
1: Why am I worried? Uh, Well, (laughs) this is an interesting setup, Dan.
0: uh, It is an interesting setup. Apparently, uh, the Palestinian Foreign Minister uh, back in two thousand three. There was this was four. So this was four months after the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq. Okay uh you remember when that happened right oh yeah when when the yeah. u s went ahead and invaded Iraq with yeah, yeah under with the most dubious of uh motivations yeah. uh and 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 explanations uh well, we have a a little bit better picture of why that happened if if uh nabil Shah, who was the uh the Palestinian foreign minister at the time uh is 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 telling the truth oh uh nabil Shath said. Uh, President Bush said to all of us, quote, I am driven with a mission from God. God would tell me, George, go and fight these terrorists in Afghanistan, and I did. And then God would tell me, George, go and end the tyranny in Iraq, and I did. Oh. And he said this to this guy? Mm-hmm. He said it to the entire uh uh Israeli Israeli Palestinian summit uh at the Egyptian in in Egypt. And this is the first we're hearing of it. Well, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't surprise me that he thought he, God was talking directly to him about well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it does kind of point out why, with really no reason to go into Iraq. Right. He trumped up a bunch of reasons and then just charged in. Cause he, I mean, he did say that whole quote about. Saddam killed my or tried to kill my dad, my daddy, which is pretty <laughs> funny. But uh he was he had a mandate from God. Of well, course he's going to go in. Yeah. No, yeah. Jesus told him to. When God talks Specifically, to me, you know, I mean, I listen. Apparently Mr. Bush went on, he said, and now again I feel God's words coming to me, go get the Palestinians their state and get the Israelis their security, and get peace in the Middle East, oh. and by God, I'm going to do it. Wow. Epic fail, George. <laughs> Way to go, <laughs> W. Oh, yeah, so... God told me to be a nitwit. Oh, my God. So, apparently, uh, God was talking to him the whole time. That's Isn't that nice? Terrifying. Isn't that... No, that's Wonderful. We had a president with a direct line the, to
1: God. There was that great song when the president talks to God. I don't know what <laughs> you're you're talking. Never, you are heard. No, that? no. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea what that bright is. Bright eyes, oh. look it up, people. Yeah, okay. When the president talks to God, does he? Yeah. Uh, does he answer or merely nod?
0: I think it's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know it's funny because this reminds me of like everybody's fear at uh, first of like JFK. When when everybody when JFK was elected, everybody was like, we can't have a Catholic president because he'll just do what the Pope tells him to do. Right, right. We can't have a Mormon president with Mitt because he'll just do what the Mormon president tells him to do or whatever. What? I got news for you. If you have an evangelical, he's just getting it direct from God. <laughs> Jesus is talking to him direct. Yeah. Bible and Jesus. That's it. There's no way to avoid it. We're just going to be led by people who uh, have imaginary friends And there's basically a, real, a a faith test at
1: least if nothing else yeah for sure oh country. yeah you, you and I
0: you and I can't run for president well for,
1: for numerous
0: reasons for a myriad of reasons yeah, I, but <laughs> one of those specifically the most important <laughs> the, and the real the, the real block here right. the thing that really is going to prevent it from happening
1: well, yeah. Is, is the fact that we don't believe in
0: God. I mean, we're both big, dumb idiots and stuff, so we probably are disqualified <laughs> in, yourself, in that Dan. respect. But we are we are immediately disqualified because we have— sp- I was thinking, you know, neither of us were born into political families. Well, there is that. You know? Yeah, that, exactly. That, 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 Considering awful. that we're, it's, it's looking like this next presidential election is going to be shaping up to say the words Bush and Clinton again. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, it does seem uh, like there might be a dynastic thing happening <laughs> in the United States. Good thing we got rid of that royalty stuff. Yeah, the monarchy is such a bullshit thing. Anywho, uh, so yes, it, I, this whole time what we didn't know about W is that he had that he had he had the red phone that connects to directly to our nuclear mm. arsenal, and the blue phone that goes to Jeebus. Hello, <laughs> hello. Hello, this is Jesus.
1: (laughs) Thank you for calling 1 800 Jesus. I was
0: trying to go back to our whistling Jesus from last episode.
1: Uh, I was thinking, please press one if you you know the direct number
0: for the party. If you know, please dial. For Jesus, press one. For God, press two. For the Holy Ghost, press three. (laughs) For Mary, press four. For. Yeah, exactly. If you're a Mormon (laughs) press (laughs) please hang up and (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Call Area Code 801 (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're both uh, on the same.
1: Well, all right. Well I have a very interesting story, Dan. A very it better be very important, important uh glimpse into Saudi Arabia. Oh. And uh the kind of opinions that get volleyed about oh dear uh okay uh in 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 said country um you know it's a it's an amazing country yeah um full of fantastic special rights for women
0: oh <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> like the right not to go outside, or the right not to drive—is yeah, that the kind of and rights and that it, we're talking yeah. about? Yeah,
1: and and the driving one is where I'm going. <laughs> okay. <with this. laughs>
0: um. Uh, apparently,
1: and boy, Poe's law just screams at me through this whole thing. <laughs> okay. But it's on a rep, uh, a reputable source. So okay. I'm going with it. All right. Um. Apparently, there is a um, a, a Saudi historian. Went on to national television, <clears throat> um, and attempted to justify uh, the ban on female drivers, um, saying that women who drive in other countries, in particular the United States, mm. uh, don't care if they're raped.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm gonna, and I'm that, gonna try and get a. I'm, I'm gonna. T-
1: sexual violence
0: is no big deal to them. Okay, I am going. I'm, this is amazing, and I'm going to try and make my mind bend to a place where I could possibly understand what the fuck this dude is on about. Okay, okay, yeah. Nope. I got <laughs> no. nothing. Well, I got Dan, Dan, nothing. What is he Dan, saying?
1: If, uh, see, he says that they, meaning these women in other countries, these driving women, they don't care if they are raped on the roadside. Oh, no, no, those, con- those countries, oh, the those countries. places, oh. they don't care that their women are being raped on the roadside, basically, oh, is what he said. Oh, okay. But we do. Right. And so the host goes, hold on, who, who told you they don't care about getting raped on the roadside? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, it's no big deal for them beyond the damage to their morale. In our case, however, the problem is of social and religious nature. Well, yeah, because they fucking blame the woman and stone her to death. I would be very concerned that you live in a society where you believe that a woman by herself is just the first thing that's going to happen to her is the men in your country will rape her. Oh yeah, well, and dude, you're one of those men. Yeah, like well, you, he's clear- <laughs> like clearly, wom- lone woman on the side of the road. Uh, excuse me.
0: Uh, we're right. going to pull off here. I'll, uh, we've got a the- woman to rape. I, I'll help you change your tire, lady, but it's going to cost but you. But there's some business we got to take care of first. <laughs> you could pay triple A. Right. Or you can let me rape you. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. That, it, it's. <laughs> so yeah, apparently the, because of the long distance between their cities, mm. women would be out just driving between
0: these cities. Willy-nilly. Yeah. Well, the trick is, you don't fix fix the rape problem. You fix the women out in the world problem. Yeah. That's and then the rape problem fixes itself. And there aren't any rapes. There, Frankly, if we could just lock all of the women in jails... Right. We would prevent rape almost entirely. <laughs> well, that's basically what Saudi Arabia does. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, And so he goes on and he talks about how, you know, women... <clears throat> women in Saudi Arabia are treated like queens Uh. because they are driven around by the men of the family and male chauffeurs. Mm. And the host goes, well, but don't you think one of these women might be raped by their chauffeur? (laughs) And he goes, yeah. (laughs) And there's a solution, but the government officials and the clerics refuse to hear it. Yeah. What's his solution? What do you think? N- n- no women going out. The solution is to bring in female foreign chauffeurs to drive our wives. Wow. <laughs> okay. Hang At on a minute. At which point, she, the host of the show actually begins laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched the video the whole thing. Yeah, like, of course she's going to begin laughing. That's amazing. Who is this person? This his is- name...
1: Is uh, Saleh Al sadun yeah, and he's a Saudi Arabia historian. He's he was important enough to wind up on national television. That's pretty impressive. He lo- uh, he looks important. He's wearing,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed in the traditional garb. Well, there you go. I mean, he you can't it's argue amazing. with his logic unless you want to inject your own logic, right? In which case you and every nation is going to have crackpots
1: on their television. I mean that that's that's just going to happen. But he's a he's a crackpot defending Well it's the a nation crackiest pottiest of all of the rules. Of all the of all the rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's not a crackpot if, it, in a nation if of he's in in a nation where they all believe the same thing that he does. Well
1: her response was like she was impressed of how of a much of a crackpot he was. Yeah. And there were two other guests who were both just like there was another woman and her jaw was just on the floor, right, and it, then it cut to the guy the guy never said anything if I remember right, and he's just kind of just shaking his head, kind of smi- smiling right, you know to himself, you know, and so it's like he it's it's clearly becoming something that is nearly impossible, a policy that's nearly impossible for them to continue defending. Right, And so you have somebody who's just grasping at straws, trying to figure out a reason why
0: women should continue to not be allowed. It's for their but own But this safety. is the kind of shit you come up with. You know, it's not you know. just the rape thing. You don't know what could happen. Godzilla could come out of the sea and attack these women if they're not safely in their homes. If also a good point. If yeah. they're out driving, any number of things could happen. You know, we actually, we actually glossed over a thing that I kind of want to hit, what? Uh, which is that... His contention was that in Western countries, if a woman gets raped, all we seem to care about is that woman's well-being. Her morale. Her morale. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's (laughs) kind of my concern, actually. So, he kind of nailed it. I just
1: love the idea that, like, it's... (laughs) Morale is such a. F- I mean, it, yeah, it's morale, being translated, yeah, and yeah, yeah. who knows who knows who did the translation, but um, but
0: yeah, her morale. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. I'm not because so. I mean, it just goes to show how fucked up his thinking is because his thinking is that there's something more important than, than her psyche, than the woman's the, the psychological she's
1: response to this violated, right. physically, exactly. And, yeah. No, it's this. It's this religious reason. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, 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 no. She's
0: been ruined. What, yeah. what, what they don't understand in these American, you know, in, in these Western countries is that the woman's now defiled and tainted in, the, in her the value has God. gone down. Yeah. Her like her stock has plummeted yeah. from this. Yeah. Men want water at yeah. this point. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what her feelings are? She, and the effect on her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Her dad can't get rid of her now.
1: Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Or her husband may not want to be near her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because she allowed herself. She's to be raped. Yeah, exactly. She's you
0: ruined know. their marriage.
1: Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. By being raped. I, it, it's amazing to me. And again, it's one person. But the fact that. And it, I, 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 I I, know I'm repeating myself. But the fact. <laughs>
0: Did you almost fall out this, of your chair?
1: Yeah, I just broke this chair. Okay. Uh,
0: the fact that that uh, a woman alone
1: is—I just don't get it. Like there is a serious, Your assumption is that the men in your society are just just waiting to rape a woman.
0: Oh, they're gonna rape somebody. You know, she if that woman gets out, she's gonna get raped. We can't stop ourselves what? What the fuck is wrong with your society? <laughs> oh, we some raping motherfuckers. That's uh, that's just gonna how it's gonna be. All right. Well, anyway, I want to move <sighs> on. I want to move on. I'm gonna. We're both gonna I just drive ourselves being crazy. Outrage, baffled by this. Okay. Well, you baffled yourself. Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna move on to um, Bristol. In England. Oh, okay. Merry old Bristol. Uh, this was actually a, a story sent in to us by Nina. Thank you, Nina. Listen a stu- yeah, listener, thank you. Nina. Uh, thank Who helped her? <laughs> who wanted us to know. We have a lot of helpers and we don't always, re- we can't always thank them. So it's just a nice one off where I thank somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're you like so, it. You're so grateful, Dan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, apparently uh, there's a church in Bristol. I, I, half of me the re- half of the reason why I wanted to talk about this is mm-hmm. just because then I get t- to say the names of all of the things because okay. I just like the idea of St Michael and All Angels
1: oh, Church
0: that's cute uh oh, yeah. yeah so uh what's happening at St Michael and All Angels Church uh in Bristol is that for years now uh there has been a public uh a a, a yoga class that's been taught there uh, oh, and, uh, no. A woman named Naomi oh, no. Hayama has been teaching. No, her stretching and, and bending uh, and bending and balancing, and uh, uh, apparently that's not acceptable anymore. <laughs> of course, <clears throat> it's not. No, the the, the, the diocese of Bristol uh, supports the the. The bendiness uh, and stretchiness s- of its... No, they support the PCC of Bishopston and St. Andrews in exercising its responsibility in deciding to cease bookings <gasps> for a yoga class in St. Michael's Church. No! Yeah, apparently uh, there will be no more yoga as it is a, quote, alternative spirituality to, uh, to uh, Christianity. If only (coughs) we are aware, says the letter, uh, that yoga can be practiced as either an exercise class or as a spiritual discipline and anywhere in between. However, we understand that that its roots lie in thinking that is not compatible with the Christian faith, and the Christian faith has not appropriated yoga. Could
1: they expand, perhaps, on what it is that it's teaching that
0: is in contradiction to Christianity? Sanskrit words? Those are not okay. seriously? (laughs) You can't do that. Uh, They use, like, bells a lot of the time and, like, you know, those singing bowls. Christianity does not tolerate bowls that sing. No, absolutely not. That would be in direct uh, contradiction to, to... you know christ, good christian no, no, cups and seriously. Saucers. what is what could it how could it be in conflict with with christian teaching well you know the the
1: church uh on on D- their does, own website uh, like does namaste secretly mean deny christ or something like <laughs> yes.
0: namaste means uh means jesus yeah no uh basically so here this is from the church's website uh the parish of Saint, of bishopston and st andrews their own website, uh, where they say, you may have read in the Bristol Evening Post about a a decision by this parish's council to cease bookings for a yoga class at St. Michael's. All of our buildings are open to and used by a wide range of groups from the local community. The primary purpose of these buildings is the worship of God as revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Yoga means the union of mind, body, and spirit. By definition, therefore, yoga is a spiritual activity whose roots are not center, are not Christ centered. All right, <laughs> Fine. What the fuck ever, dude. I don't There's, know. It's stretching class. Yeah, Everybody's it's bending going and stretching. Class. They're going and they're bending and they're stretching and balancing. Right, but but they're not. I mean, you know what? If they breathing, were just, they if, breathe. If they would just replace the breathing. sun salutation. With the son of God salutation. Why not? Everything would be fine. Yeah. Downward dog could be... Downward facing God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Upward God.
0: Yeah. Okay. Go into up dog and breathe. Two, <laughs> three, four. And now down into down God. Tree. The cross. The cross. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We could convert um, the whole damn thing. Just convert it. They
1: appropriated shit all through like right. the early days of Christianity. Right.
0: Lion's pose is now uh, Daniel in the Lion's Den pose. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. We can yeah. we can do this all day, people. Yeah. I don't know enough yoga poses because I fucking hate yoga. But you know, isn't there like a cat? Uh, I never encountered a cat pose. I did it. There I a used frog. I did it for a little bit. There's a toad, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe I don't know. There's a. Let's see. There's warrior. Oh, there is warrior. About about Christian warrior. Right. Christian Warrior 1 transition into Christian Warrior 2. You're great. You're in you're in good shape. Onward Christian soldier. That's right. That's absolutely You right. can bend and stretch with the best of them. Yeah. And now get your support crucifix as we go into mm-hmm. instead of those blocks, you've just got a nice sp- spongy crucifix yeah. that you can lean on.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're not yoga mats. The bell, the bell at the are, beginning, maybe something a little less, you know, <laughs>
1: it's, and something more, more bong, yeah yeah, 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 bong, yeah, with a big rope. They just ring the church bell, <laughs> yeah. Afterward, I'm liking this. Namaste is a, turned into amen, 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 yeah. amen, you yeah. Know? We this is easy. It's done, people. You
0: don't call it yoga, yeah. You call it stretching with Christ. <laughs> We got this. It's done. We got this. Done, done, done. Yeah. So, so that, write them a letter. Here yeah, exactly. Them a letter. Miss uh, Naomi needs to uh she she's just marketing badly. Yeah. Uh, because you just tailor it to your crowd. Yeah. Change the names. No more sanskrit. No. Do some uh, do some uh some uh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Aramaic. Sure, you throw in the Aramaic yeah. instead of the Sanskrit, everything's Absolutely. golden. Yeah, it does need to sound foreign for people to really. Sure, you know, little
1: Hebrew, little Hebrew, little Greek, little yeah.
0: All yeah. of these things would be fine. Yeah, and then you're golden. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm really liking it. Yeah, Christ- Christian yoga. We're gonna we're but gonna not, yoga. It's not yoga. Well, I think you're right. It's Stretching it's with Christ. Stretching with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus stretching Christ. This is a great <laughs> workout. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and you just you have you can have a whole manual with sure. Jesus in different poses. Go go in
0: now we'll all go into cross pose. Yeah. And th- yeah. Christian
1: lessons that could be learned Absolutely. at various
0: different parts of the whole thing. Well now you're ruining it, Frank. Now now nobody's gonna want to go. Don't turn it into Sunday school. It's Wednesday you, school.
1: You you need the What was it? The Diocese of Bristol. <laughs> they need to be on board. They need to be behind the whole
0: thing. That's true. So. That's true. Stretching with Christ. Well, if you guys have any ideas for uh, yoga poses that could re- be replaced with good, honest Christian poses... You can oh, you, yeah. you you I be mean, sure but, to let us know. Yeah. You can write to us at, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or you could leave us a voicemail at
1: 424-666-8442.
0: Right. Go or go to the Facebook page facebookcom slash or the uh the closed group, the yeah. TGIA members only lounge. Got to search for it though. You do. Yeah. You have yeah. to you can't just uh, you that doesn't re- just pop up. You have to push the you know, you have to ask to join it. Yeah, you have to ask. Yeah. and maybe i'll be kind enough yeah, to let you in. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And of course there is com. you can always uh check out shit there.
0: You're right. Uh and namaste to that. Uh Indeed. so uh, now we're going to we're going to hear is it a patty break? It is a patty break. Woo-hoo! Um and
1: uh Pat Robertson has uh he is he has found the real victims mm. of don't ask don't tell.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, how the tide has turned, how the tables have turned, don't ask, don't tell, used to refer to gays in the military. Now it could apply to Christians in uniform. And military chaplains are also facing the fact that at times, biblical values are even being called hate speech. And these chaplains are brave. They're they're there with the men. They're facing fire, and when a guy's getting ready to go into eternity, he doesn't need some communist and some socialist or some progressive giving him a, a pablum and a, some doctrine of political correctness. He needs to know how to prepare his soul for eternity, and you need somebody who'll tell him the truth. And if we begin to muzzle our chaplains, God help
1: us. Oh. <laughs> I I thought he was going after us with the
0: communists and the socialists. Yeah,
1: and then he gets to us.
0: The, what, the progressives.
1: <laughs> the progressives.
0: Is it? Yeah. well. It's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not what you need when you're facing forever. No. When you're facing eternity, you don't need a communist. No. no. A progressive. No, those guys aren't going to help you. No, we laugh at you exactly if you if you come to me and you say, "Dan, I'm really scared about facing my own death, mm. all I'm gonna do is be like, "Well, comrade, let me tell you something uh <laughs> fuck you, yeah, guess what when you well, what do you have
1: to worry about once you're dead, you're dead yeah
0: you're you're going into oblivion, son, yeah, that's your life. face that, yeah, deal Mister. with that, yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, happy dying. Yeah, here's how you prepare your soul. Nothing. Yeah, you got nothing. Die, motherfucker. <laughs> we're terrible chaplains, Frank.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think the the the, the chaplaincy corps or whatever it's called would. Oh, would, I, 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 don't I think, think I'm, we'll be I don't rejected. Think
0: I'm made out for it. I don't think in we're. Some I don't think we have the right stuff. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and certainly. Pat Robertson doesn't feel that we have the right
1: stuff. No, but do you know who 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 thinks we do have the right stuff? Who? A lot of our listeners. Oh, a lot of our Joyriding, yeah, uh, listeners. We had a uh, we had a good week on Joyride. Good, yeah, good, it's good. Been, it's been it's been a good experience with Joyride so far. So far, it, we, we we've had some joy on yeah. the ride. <laughs> and so uh, I would like to thank the following uh, for signing up this week uh and uh pledging their um Har- ongoing support yes. and their hard-earned <clears throat> money um to to helping us continue to do the show and uh those people are Brandon, Kelly Dale and Ian. Now, um I I noted a couple weeks ago that it is a sausage fest over at Joyride. Kind of, yeah. Uh, and while that
0: doesn't bother me so much, um it should bother bother you ladies. You should be bothered. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh <clears throat> we've got some cool stuff yeah. that you guys uh can participate in. Absolutely. Uh when when you when you sign up to, to to support us on Joyride. Yeah. Um and again, Joyride's so easy. You just go to our website, thank God I'm That should be easy enough to remember. There's right. a big thing on the side of the on the side of the page that right. says joyride right on it just click on it click that off you go you you choose your level of support it can be any number uh-huh. uh it's it's uh, and and it's just a monthly recurring payment yeah and uh and for that but we do have some rewards right at specific levels right so uh yeah that's true if and one of the things that we wanted to talk about is that coming up on uh saturday the saturday the 21st the 21st F- uh, of, of, of February, February, uh, we're going to be doing our hangout, our first our Google, Google Hangout, hangout. Uh, with which is which is only for uh, our supporters at the fifteen dollar a month level. At the fi- yes,
1: um, and of course there are other um, levels. Plenty um, of them. You, you know, you, you no matter what, if you uh, if you come on and uh, and pledge five dollars a month, uh, you get our, our special reward of, of immortality. Five dollars mm-hmm. or more. Right. Um, we'll we'll give you a good mention. Uh, for three dollars a month, you could get a, one of our uh, ringtones. Mm. Us just it's a recording of us just yelling at you. Pick up <laughs> your phone.
0: Yeah, um, so
1: clever. Or you can bundle those two together for eight dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and like we said, there's this uh, fifteen dollars a month one, uh, which is a Hangout, uh, Google Hangout. Right. Um, and because it has become such um, such a man's thing to do i'm i I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm i love that the men are responding to this, yeah, but um what we're promising to do at least for one month is uh we will do a ladies only hangout yeah um if uh if the ladies can come in and beat the men I in think- there in the numbers. Just numbers of supporters right, um, not not necessarily dollar amount. We do understand that you do make what 80 cents on the dollar right. uh, uh, compared to our male <laughs> listeners. so on average on average uh, in the, in the United <laughs> States for, for
0: our international <laughs> listeners, this number may vary so
1: so we're not asking you to, to pledge the same amount
0: No, it would be unfair <laughs> uh, but however, uh, we need a good showing from the ladies. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, you should all be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, so
1: we're going to do a little competition-y thing here. Um, the 21st, February 21st, that is going to be just anybody who signed up at that level. Um, but if we can get um, the the ladies to show up in large numbers, we'll do a special one with all of the ladies who participate yeah. in trying to help us out. Absolutely. Um, and so we uh, we do greatly appreciate it. And we're, we're fast approaching uh, this $350 a month um, level.
0: Right, which and is that's that's our cool. first our first plateau goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets us to the point where we can actually, uh, you know, improve uh, some of our some of our, uh, our, our the situation in which we record the show. Yes, I broke a chair earlier. Yes, we we so. are now we uh, <laughs> our studio is
1: suddenly down I, a chair. I'm now sitting on a on a noisy chair. I don't know if that translates into the
0: yeah. That's not the, so.
1: I'm having to sit very
0: carefully. Frank yet. is Frank has a very tender <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Uh it it requires a lot of maintenance. And so now <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. now we're in uh we're we're just in a position where we need chairs, we need <laughs> new mics, we need new mic stands, we need a whole bunch of stuff. We're approaching the level at which we can we can actually buy these things. Yeah. That'll be helpful. Uh nowhere near the level where we can actually like Pay ourselves money, right? Or which would free us up to be able to produce more produced content and all right. of that sort of thing. Right, right. So, uh, we're still working on that. Uh, we need your help. So, uh, get on it, ladies. Yeah. Um, speaking of ladies, we talked to one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we had a lovely conversation with my friend Katrina. Yeah. And, uh, that was nice. And so, let's just, we uh, thought we'd just let y'all. Listen in. Well, Katrina, thanks for joining us here today.
2: Thank you. I'm pleased to be here.
0: <laughs> we, uh, you and I go back several years, what, five years? Yeah, probably like that, about five. Where uh, we met in, in London doing, doing a study abroad together. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, you, madam, were a devout Mormon. Very devout. But you're here because you're in a transitional point in your life in terms of how you are how you view religion and 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 what your thoughts are about what's true so talk to me about
2: what what what,
0: what mormonism meant to you back then what was it like for you
2: i was born in the covenant and grown up um, <laughs> my parents
0: that, that's that means, real Mormon that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, you might want that to explain. My parents yeah.
2: were married in an LDS temple, and just by being born into a family that already had all the correct paperwork done, I was going to be with them forever and ever. Yeah, so that's that. how a lot of things, anything that I learn, whether it's in school, whether it's in conversations or at church, it was had to make sense to me, had to you know follow logically, and had to feel right. Uh, so yes. yeah, that's the stumbling issue right now is that things don't I've lost that connection with what it feels I would say at the moment I'm definitely agnostic because okay. you can't convince me that there's no supreme being or no cosmic power but I'm not going to operate under the assumption that there is because I really can't see it in my life I mm. see, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I need to learn to trust myself and trust facts and trust patterns in other people mm. so not trusting them, as I just went through a difficult divorce, so learning to trust myself has been difficult because I was very trusting of people that didn't merit that trust mm-hmm. with their behavior. Mm-hmm. So now it's looking at okay, what do I really think, and you yeah. know, forget about what I feel and what I believe. It's well, what is reasonable based on experience, based on the evidence before me.
0: I'm fascinated by this idea of trust and, uh, and of trusting other people because the basis for a religious belief, at least for most of us who were, who, were, who were raised in a religious belief, is the trust of those who taught it to us, right? We inherently trust our parents mm-hmm. and they teach us these religions and they teach us a whole system of beliefs I mean even atheist parents teach their children systems of mm-hmm. belief and Absolutely. then they uh, and then it becomes at uh, some at some point as we become adults hopefully we have to question those things we have to like it's not about the person necessarily you can probably still trust your parents but mm-hmm. it, but it, when you do come to the point where you realize oh this was just given to me mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't own this I didn't create this this was just something that I adopted from pe- from other people I think that that's something that's a there's something very interesting about about that realization. And it seems to me that it came for you from like being feeling betrayed by someone that doesn't relate to your parents but now it's it's related to everything in your life. You you want yeah. you want to own all of your beliefs. All everything that's in you you want to take ownership of. You don't want it to have come from anyone else. Is that I think
2: that's the attitude I had all along was that oh. I wanted to be really sure that's why I think I would have different a different take on issues that wasn't against my religious beliefs but kind of a duality in my mind. Mm. you know so I think I was kind of the oddball in the family or in the group whenever we got together religiously anyway, and now. It was even before I got married that I think I'd been kind of denying this fear, this doubt that I was believing things just because I wanted them to be true. Right. And I kind of didn't think about that until I was really ready. And so it was a few weeks after my divorce that I started vocalizing this to other people. And then it was like a bubble burst, right. yeah. <laughs> not like a big explosion, but just, oh, oh, now that I've said that out loud to a couple of people it doesn't scare me that much anymore. It's not really that hard. It's that mm. it's okay that I was believing things because I wanted them to be true. And I don't have to continue believing them because I want <laughs> them to be true. I can just.
1: Yeah. Um, can you, can you maybe give us an example of, of one of the, one of these things that, that um you kind of had a different take on than, than the religious folk in your life that, that made you kind of stand out?
2: Politically, I would say I've definitely, um, more liberal than a lot of people of my religion or my former religion. I I don't know, weird. Because I I always held the conviction that you can't hold your beliefs. You can't put them on someone else. So by the same, I don't want anyone telling me that I have to live in accordance to their religion. I don't want to be telling anyone that they have to live in accordance with my religion. And even, I don't know, you kind of have to separate those universal beliefs, like, you know, truth. You can say that that transcends all religion. That's something that just as human beings, if I can say, it doesn't matter what you think, if you think there's a God or not, we both believe that it's important to be truthful. Mm. So that's a good thing in society. That's a pro-social belief. Mm -hmm. We think it's good to be truthful. We think it's good to be fair. And if we look so politically, I always thought, well, It doesn't matter if I believe that people are going to be happier in heterosexual couples sealed in my temple, or it doesn't matter that I believe that because that isn't fair based on the Constitution. Mm. You have to look at it not within your framework of belief. Mm -hmm. You have to look at it in a neutral setting where it's going to apply to everyone, where someone who thinks that you know doesn't value marriage at all, but they think, well, people who do value marriage – should be able to marry who they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really the only difference between then and now on my beliefs with, um, with gay marriage is that I don't feel bad for supporting it anymore. (laughs) Whereas before it was like, oh, well, I know this isn't like the, the stance the church takes on it, but I really think it's the right thing Mm -hmm. politically. But I, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was appropriate to have them telling people how to vote or have them telling you know, you you teach what you believe is true, and then you let the people do what they will with it. And a lot of the time, they end up doing things that aren't so great with it. Like, they go around being rude to people. They go around being exclu- exclusive and, you know, hurtful because of these beliefs.
0: In Mormonism, like, the brethren, you know, the prophet and, and all, of, you know, the, the men in suits – who live up on? Uh, who live in the temple? That's not really what happens, but <laughs> no. that's how I always think about it. Anyway, th- those guys are revered, and their word is kind of final on yeah. things. I don't know did Did you ever feel kind of alone? If you're, I mean, if you're battle, if if inside of you, you're battling against what those men are saying. Isn't that did did that didn't create conflict within you?
2: I think I always felt very comforted that mm. things will work out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that i Im- like, if I didn't understand something completely, I would have deferred to them like piercing my ears. I only had one ear pierce, like one pair of piercings in each ear and I wanted more, but I didn't want it badly enough to, you know, for me it was enough that, well, the prophet said, you shouldn't do it. So I'm not going to do it. Right. It doesn't, you know, it's not a life and death choice. It was just a little yeah. bit of personal expression that I thought would be nice. Yeah.
1: I guess I'm, I was out of the loop on this one. The prophet actually said no more than one piercing per year. Yes. They're, they got real. He has so much control over <laughs> well, like yeah, everything. That's the
2: thing, is I feel like a lot of things, when you're, when you're in charge of a large group of people, you kind of have to go with the lowest common denominator. Like people can't, not everyone can drink responsibly. So no one should drink anything at all. people get you know crazy with their self-expression and then it's like well you part of your modest dress should be to not have excessive piercings and not have crazy hair colors and you know like just don't don't be distracting be focused on god's work and be focused on caring about other people and not like you know spending your time and money and And also treating your body with respect. So having huge holes in your ears and lots of holes in your ears is not seen as being respectful. So I didn't feel like it was any disrespect to have a second pair of earrings in my ears. But it was enough for me that he'd said it. So I wasn't going to do it. So about like two weeks after, I kind of broke with everything and had to refocus everything. I said, well... Then there's really no reason not to get my ears pierced again. So out oh, a couple <laughs> times. This girl's going to get beat, covered in tattoos
0: within three years. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, so, where are you now? Where? What do you? You, you said you're an agnostic.
2: Yes, because I don't. Know, you can't rule out the possibility, and you can't. I can't believe things because want to Mm -hmm. so i don't know and frankly most of the time it doesn't really matter because whether or not i'm getting you know i'm heading towards heaven or not doesn't i mean it doesn't affect apart from piercing my ears a second time (laughs) i haven't changed my behavior that much right like i'm still treating people the way that i was before i still do the same amount of service. I actually might do more now that I'm not spending as much time at church. right I spend more time caring for the kittens that I volunteer with. So um
0: <laughs> let me ask you this. If if 5 years ago when you and I knew each other and you were I was the scary atheist and you were the
2: <laughs> You weren't scary. You're were just a little
0: preachy. I was, okay. <laughs> okay. That's That sounds more like Dan. That's yeah, probably that's fair. That's more Dan. <laughs> uh when you when you were when you were that devout mormon if if you had looked ahead and saw a time in your life when you would be questioning the church possibly even leaving the church what would that have meant for you
2: that was not even a possibility that was impossible because it's true
0: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah well then okay then i won't then let's not rewind quite that far back <laughs> let's rewind just back you know 6 to 8 months from, uh,
2: still six to eight now. months ago it would have been I I didn't want to think about it that was scary
0: right yeah but what uh, so that's what I'm trying to get at what fears do you think you if you would were able to articulate those fears what do you think they would have been
2: Um. because if I was believing things because I needed to because it wasn't just that I wanted to like though so I had to put my cat down a couple weeks ago it's very sad for me mm my friend was trying to comfort me telling me like, well, there has to be a kitty heaven. Like, I really believe that. And I'm like, it would be, that would be a nice thing to believe Mm -hmm. that I could be reunited with my sweet cat. And because cats are innocent, they deserve fabulousness. Right. So (laughs) that there should be something better for them after, but I have absolutely no evidence. And I've learned that just because something really should be that way. Mm. It super isn't. Right. (laughs) It could be. So it's, you know, comforting for some people to feel like their family and their pets and whatever, that there's a continuation and it's good for them because they've merited that. I don't know. So I'm really glad that I spent my time with her as though I would never see her again and that I made that decision of euthanasia based on the idea that I will never see her again. Mm. So, this had better be the right choice. Right. Mm. <laughs> so, same thing with the way I interact with life. Before, it was too easy for me to say, well, this person has wronged me. And I can just let that go because I'll be taken care of and they'll be taken care of. And things will be fair in the end. God's going to take care of it. And now I'm considering taking that person to court because no, They shouldn't be allowed to treat people that way. And if I let them treat me that way, they're going to treat the next person that way, just the same. Mm. And God isn't going to intervene anytime soon. Maybe things will be tallied up at the end and that'll be great, but there's nothing wrong with seeking justice now.
0: Right.
2: Hmm. So I think it's given me, it's made me a more active participant in my life
0: than kind of
2: passive saying like, well, this will get sorted out. I can let this go. Hmm. Now I can say no. No. There's no guarantee that this will get sorted out. It's my responsibility to do what I need to do. See that. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting
0: place to be. Do you feel like, and I don't know how you would word this. Have you left the church?
2: No, I mean, I haven't like left. Like, I don't think you can tell them don't oh. talk to me anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, it's you, can. Yes, you, you
2: can, can, can tell them. Yes, not you to can. <laughs> you, <but laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> We've done so. Yeah. <laughs> We've done so. It's I mean, very much a stuff you But can I have... I'm, I'm I'm talking more of a, an emotional question. Do you feel uh, where are you? What's your relationship I'm with I'm not the religious. Okay.
1: I'm
2: not spiritual. I'm not.
1: Do you still feel a connection to the word Mormon? Like is that Yes. Something?
2: Yeah. For sure because okay. what until a couple, like maybe like 4 months ago, <laughs> I would you know, definitely I was attending weekly meetings, uh-huh. maybe not every week, but I was attending as often as I could. And so uh-huh. I I still will take it upon myself, you know, if in the break room people are chatting to explain things, being like, oh, well, while you can't label me as LDS any longer, I did, you know, I know a heck of a lot about it because I <laughs> did a lot of research and I still have couple bookshelves full of books so i can explain this to you if you are interested or i can explain this Hmm. i can i feel like i can clarify things for people when they're getting hurt about what someone said or what someone did so i definitely feel like that these are my people these are this is my culture i can i can Hmm. represent it Mm -hmm. but but i don't identify like
0: how has it been navigating The fact that you're, you still have these are still your people, but the the main thing that binds all of them together no longer applies to you.
2: Um, it's mostly just been mostly just been hard because I don't find comfort in the things that they say anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, you know, like if you're sad and someone tries to cheer you up. If you know where they're coming from, you can be appreciative of it, even if it doesn't help you. So when people are, you know, telling me, like my friends saying, there must be a cat heaven Mm. and she's going to be happy and, you know, getting all the wonderful things that she deserves. I recognize that as an attempt at comfort and it's great, but it doesn't affect me at all because I don't believe that. I'm like, yeah, right. That would be, that would be nice.
0: (laughs) Have you talked to your parents about this? Um,
2: we haven't had like a discussion, so mostly, I went with my sister to church to help wrangle her kids, keep them in their seats. Um, and when we took a break so she could feed the baby, we were just discussing you know life and what's going on. and so I explained things to her how I was feeling, um which of course meant she talked to my mom and I Mom talked to my dad and my dad talked to me. He was pretty much like, so you're freaking them out. (laughs) They're really worried about you. Maybe don't talk about that right now.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) I love the Mormon approach.
2: I don't know. I don't think that's the Mormon approach because my my mom is very practical and she, you know, wants to talk to me about everything. But but no, I haven't, I guess, broken the news to people because I don't really feel like it's that big of a change. It's always been a really personal thing for me, my relationship with my father in heaven. Uh-huh. And now that my relationship is that there probably is nothing on the other line. So why am I picking up the phone? I'm just, you know, going to go do what I think. Why am I trying to consult someone? So I'm just going to go do whatever I was going to do.
0: Right. right. Um, oh, she's a heavenly orphan. <laughs> oh, it's so sad when we lose our father in heaven. Uh,
2: so, oh,
0: has, it been, has it been sad or has uh, it been Okay. Like,
2: like what, what do you feel? I, I think before I was holding on to things so tightly, didn't want to admit or didn't want to think too critically about that aspect, even though like I analyze my beliefs and especially I married a Catholic, um, a disgruntled Catholic. So, <laughs> <They all laughs> so before, this is the part of
1: the story that I didn't yeah, know. So before oh, yeah. I
2: got married, I had to go through line by line, like, okay, what am I going to insist that we teach our children? It's like, so we had to come to kind of a uh, compromise, mostly me saying, well, we don't have to teach them that their money, like they have, they don't have to give 10% of their money to the church, but we should teach them that there should be a certain percentage of their income that they spend on good deeds and other things. So they should hmm. give 10% of what they make to a charity of their choice, or just use, huh. spend, spend it on... Doing good on in a, the world. Yeah. yeah, so whether that's giving the money away or that's funding a trip to go do service, whatever. Mm, Like, that's something I really want to teach my children, Hmm. whether they believe in my God or his God or no God or whatever. So we'd, you know, gone through all of that. And I'd been like, well, I do think like we should spend time as a family. So pretty much I'd reaffirmed every practical thing that I'd done with the church and just made it a little more flexible so we didn't have to fit my religion or his religion. But pretty much I was going to raise my children Mormon, but a lot more knowledge of other religions and a lot more knowledge of practical considerations, not just, you know, because it's in the book or because the brethren said so. Right. Because it's a pro-social behavior and this is a good thing to do. <laughs> well, it
0: sounds to me like on, on some level, you've, you kind of discovered long before you decided that Mormonism as a, as a religious uh, system wasn't for you, that you don't have to be Mormon. you Like that none of those things, those things that you, you felt like you were drawing from Mormonism, they're not inherent only to Mormonism. No. They're just life. They're just being yeah. a good people.
2: They're uh. just good. They're really good ideas. And even now, like a big cultural thing with the LDS is writing a journal. Mm. And I always stunk at it. Because I would feel bad about, oh, my handwriting's not good. And oh, I'm talking too much about that boy I like. And like.
0: (laughs) You were judging your own journaling? Yes,
2: of course. (laughs) But now I'm getting back into journaling, not to chronicle my life for posterity, but to help with the way I'm thinking, to Mm -hmm. write down three things, three new things that I'm grateful for. Thank you, Oprah. So we can (laughs) say like three things that I'm grateful for today. And that gives my entire day not just a positive spin, but it hmm. it helps me frame things in a better way for me to be more productive in life. So I think, how great is it that they taught me when I was little that I should be journaling? Hmm. Now I didn't do it for a long time. And now I'm doing it again. But it's not because, you know, it's still a good thing, right? It doesn't matter as much what the original motivation was, but it's it the effect to it has on your life.
0: It sounds to me like there's a sense of you had to be able to do it on your terms to be able to do it, like with the journaling, while you were in the church, it was it you were worried about doing it right, and now that you've left the church, you're actually doing it because it's yours. I'm
2: doing it because I found a really pressing need for it
0: yeah, it came out of it didn't come out of what you were supposed to do, it came out of what yeah you felt like you needed to do. This is, I guess what I'm getting at here is that for me, when I left the church, when I let go of God as, as a concept, my fear going into it was that, uh, I guess I had a a sense that somehow, uh, I I didn't know where, what I needed to do. I didn't, I didn't have a sense of what was moral or what was blah, blah. There's no
2: plan. There's no point. My big fear was that, well, then why do I even wake up? Like, what's the point of living if there's nothing after it? Right. Well, the point of living is that there's stuff right now that is important.
0: (laughs) So do you feel more or less comfort now that you have, now, now, now that the thing, I mean, religion ostensibly is supposed to give you comfort.
2: So the theory is that if you leave the religion, there won't be that comfort anymore. So there have been a couple episodes where I've been really pissed that there, I can't pray i can't you know i mean i could but sure but i no longer it wouldn't work for me right so i feel like i've let go of or i'm not relying on other people or other things <laughs> to give me comfort i have to find that in myself i have to make that for other people i'm for myself and i guess for me it's kind of in theme because i'm going from being part of a couple to being a single person and i'm going from being part of a religion to being a single person I'm going from being part of these groups to just being me and having to figure out, well, what do I really think? What do I really want? Instead of saying, Oh, well, I wish I had someone to snuggle for comfort or I wish I had someone to pray to for comfort. I have to find strength in myself. And if I don't have it, then I'm going to make it.
0: That's nice. That's a good place to be a good Mm -hmm. place to live. Yeah. Well, Katrina, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you with us.
2: This was fun. Yeah,
0: thanks very much. And uh, and and good luck on your journey. Maybe we'll check in with you in a few years and see see how things have been going. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Thanks.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Dan, for setting that whole thing up with
0: Katrina. Great, great. right? Yeah, it was fantastic, no, it was really uh, Katrina. It's just so fun to see someone in process and to see yeah. to see that moment Man. sort of blossoming. Yeah. Uh and thank you again Katrina for, yeah, for coming on the show. Much.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh if you have anything to say dear listener about uh about Katrina's interview or anything that we've talked about in yeah. this lovely episode, please feel free to write to us. You can do so by uh by email via the the electronic mail internet. <laughs> what, what is it? what is internet? What is internet? <laughs> uh, that's podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail
1: at 424-666-8442.
0: Right. Or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Or search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge on Facebook. One of, the, one of my favorite places on the whole web. Wow. To be perfectly... I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm there wow. all the time commenting. I'm, I'm, I'm in the fray. Whoa. People That's keep, fantastic. People keep tagging you and stuff, but you don't even. I don't even go on Facebook. Nope. Rarely, it's okay. Rarely, Don't be rarely. offended, everybody. Frank Frank just doesn't like you. That's all. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> anyway, anyway.
1: Uh, and of course, thank you uh, to Mackenzie for all of the help that she uh, provides oh, on Facebook. She's just awesome. Um, we just hit four thousand, four thousand likes. Which and those are hard earned likes. People. Yeah, and
0: we're we're not paying we're not for buying no likes. likes. No, not which like- is a
1: thing that people can do and have done. Yeah. We don't. We don't do it. We so. we have
0: ethics. Yeah. So and four
1: thousand likes. There's four thousand of
0: you who've liked it, and they're legit and real. Right. And thank you. Uh, and and Mackenzie does a great job with yeah. that. Thanks also to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their lovely music. And thank you, dear listener, for listening for chiming in. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. Bye bye.